guys, I'm Sharbria Shine and welcome back to Max Out Girl. She has so many different hats, but we're going to talk about this. You are a self-taught fashion designer. Right. You have a boutique, a showroom, and you've been doing this for quite a bit. How long have you been doing this? I've got about 37 years under my belt Woo! professionally. But if I have to think about how long I've been designing, probably as long as I've been alive. Because just yeah. in grammar school and elementary school, high school, you know, you're a designer when you get up in the morning, you put together what you're going to wear. So. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. You said for how many years you've been doing this? 37. No, you're only 25. You no, right. you were only 25. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, check out this outfit, guys. This is one of her designs. Isn't this fabulous? We're going to stand up later and show you just how beautiful this is. But let's move on. So you say self-taught. When you say self-taught, what exactly would you mean by that? Well, um, I didn't go to school. I didn't go to regular training. Okay. And sometimes creatives, uh, school can stifle your creativity. Now, I don't oh, want to say that in front like of someone, that. a teacher, somebody who's doing right, something like right. that. But sometimes the energy that you need to produce what you want to produce has to come from within, and it can't mm -hmm. come from the rules that the industry has. Yeah. And so everything that I learned, I learned from just you know being around beautiful women. My mom and her sisters were the most beautiful women I had ever seen, and they yeah. dressed really nice. Yeah. And just being exposed to that early on. Um, it just gave me, it just it was it was innate to know what nice fabric was, what nice fabric could do. And so when I jumped out there to start, I definitely started on high end yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, so you would say that your designs are high end. And who would you say is your client, your ideal client? Well, um, my ideal client is just somebody who's got some room left on their credit card to spend. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, ladies? Cha-ching! Anybody can purchase here, okay? I hear you. <laughs> I, I like a client that... Uh, they want to walk into a room and they want women to notice them because women actually dress for other women because men don't notice clothes unless they're revealing clothes, but women notice fashion. So when you're yeah. dressing, you're dressing so that when you walk in a room, your girlfriend or the other girls across the room, they're going to notice what you have on. Yeah. So I like women, they want to have nice pieces, but they want to have a good, a good fit on the clothing that they're wearing. And they want to stand out, and they don't want a whole bunch of the same thing in the same room. Yeah. Sometimes our high-end designers that a lot of people in our community run to go get, when you know those names, yeah, you're going to go there to uh, a wonderful store with a great reputation. You're going to pay a whole bunch of money, but you do run the risk of showing up at a party and somebody's wearing the same thing that you're wearing. Yeah. So someone who loves fashion and someone who likes high-end and like unique pieces. And, so, and, and women that are hard to fit. I love working with women that are really curvy. Yeah. Sometimes they call them full figure women. Yeah. I like working with that woman because everything can be beautiful on you as long as it fits well. Gotcha. Love that. Okay. So yeah, so you may come in and say, oh, that's not in my size or they don't make beautiful pieces like that and you really take that I into make account. It happen. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So what if you're a smaller woman like me? So we see that I have on this beautiful suit. How can you accommodate someone who's a little tinier? So the smaller woman, that works for me too. A lot of the things that are on the rack are going to be in sample sizes. So they may start at a size six. Anything can be taken down a size. It's gotcha. easy to make things smaller. So, of course, a smaller woman is ideal. But, you know, in today's society, that's not always, you know, what the case is. No. You know, we've got, you know. Back a little boom, yeah, boom, yeah, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, that's cool. So, 
fashion. Have you always known you're going into fashion? How did that come? Did you grow up like, I love this, I want to be a fashion designer? How did this come about? Yeah, so I've always loved fashion, and I have a teacher, Miss Begley, in the third grade, she had a project, what mm -hmm. do I want to be when I grow up? Mm -hmm. And mine was, I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wow, met her later on at a that. fashion show. I'm talking probably 20 years later, and she came backstage to say, is this the Barbara Bates sitting? And I was like, yeah, this is me. And she had a booklet that she had saved from about six of us, and that's mm -hmm. how I knew, because I didn't remember that I did that. Yeah. She still had it, and, and that was what wow. I said. I wanted to be a fashion designer. That's amazing. Uh, growing up, though, I thought that uh, I wanted to actually work at a boutique and be a buyer for a boutique. Okay. There weren't a lot of African-American designers that were out there, mm -hmm. so that really wasn't something that I aspired to be. I really just wanted to be around beautiful clothing, so I just wanted to... I wanted to be at a boutique and I want to buy for the boutique yeah. and let my buying power bring people in to shop. So that nice. was the first thing on my plate. Never could I have thought in a million years that I'd be doing exactly what I wanted to do and more without yeah. having the proper education. Nice. So how do you feel like you got to that point then? So this is amazing because first of all, ladies, most people don't really do what they say they're going to do in third grade. <laughs> so I love this. You're already a miracle right now. I love this story. But how, so you said, okay, you made up in your mind, but was it an easy road to get there? How did you get there? So actually the way that I got there was wearing my own clothing. I, had, I knew um, young girls in high school who knew how to sew. And so even in high school, um, I was buying fabric and I had friends of mine really? who were sewing for me. What? Uh, and, like, in, high in high school, school, this is awesome. In high school, I won the best dressed senior. And nice. from there, I just kept it going. Uh, I always... Um, bought wonderful fabrics and took them to my friends who knew how to sew so that they could make me things. I always worked at large companies where there are a lot of women. And, and working at large companies and going to work dressed a certain kind of way, other women you know, would notice what I was wearing and then they got up the courage to come to my desk and say, we really like what you're wearing. Yeah. That's so unusual. Where'd you get that from? Yeah. And so for me, I never thought that, um, you know, I was just having things made for me. But once I had so many people coming to me for it, then I said, you know, I made it. I can make one for you. I didn't call myself a nice. designer in the beginning. Okay. I just called myself an entrepreneur. You yeah. know, it's like I can make one for you. I learned how to take measurements, mm -hmm. and they would see what I was wearing, and they would want something similar. So yeah. I would go and buy something similar in terms of fabric and make up what they wanted. I would meet the girls in the bathroom on the fifteenth and the thirty-first, yeah. which were paydays in corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> and that's how my business started. That's amazing. So wait, just want to back up a little bit because I did read this about you. You were working at a bank right. as a secretary. Yes, I was working at bank as a secretary. Okay, and you actually on your lunch breaks were selling clothes in the bathroom. Not just my lunch breaks. I would take breaks <laughs> throughout the middle of the day. <laughs> Whenever I got a phone call, hey, yeah. are you free? I was taking yeah. breaks all through the day at the bank. Wow. And I knew that I wasn't the kind of employee that was going to get a raise or that was going to uh, move up the ladder in corporate America. So yeah. I had to hone in on what seemed to be making money for me. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So you just, it clicked. Like, girls were like, I love your outfit. And you're like, I can make this for you. Absolutely. So when you were in corporate America, how long were you in corporate America about? Oh, uh, gosh. I worked in corporate America a good, um, probably a good, like, 13 years. 13 yeah. years. So when did it click? Like, I can do this for myself. I'm selling this stuff in the bathroom anyway. I don't, did you wake up like, I don't like my job anymore? Like, what happened? What clicked? Actually, that's what that's what a lot of it was. And I get fired from a job and I'd go someplace else. Yeah. I'd go to a job and I was too busy, you know, talking about uh, the party last night with my friends. And it wasn't until I actually started, I mean, all of corporate America, I was not designing my own clothes. I really okay. started doing the designing of a lot of my clothes and what I was wearing to work probably like in, uh, in the mid 80s. 
And right around that time is when I started doing it for me, then I knew that I could do it for somebody else. Wow. And so just going out to parties with friends and other people saying things, I not only had the audience from the bank, now I got the girls that are out at the party scene and they say, wow. oh, there's this girl, she dresses really cool. I heard she makes stuff. And so I've got these people coming to me. So at this point, I'm I'm barely, you know, doing anything at work. I really yeah. don't want to be there. Yeah. And I think maybe uh, somebody, a boss may have asked me, could I stay late or something at the end of the day? And I was like, hey, you knew, you know, before time, before four o'clock, you didn't even stay late. You should have asked me early. And when I found myself not having respect for the people that I was working for, mm-hmm. I knew it's time for time you to, to go, go because you don't have respect for the people that are here. Yeah. And so uh, I jumped up. I quit my job. I had no business plan. I really didn't wow. um, know how I was going to do it. But I had clients that were buying from me. And uh, at the end of the day, there was a young man who used to shop with me. And he said, you should start your own business. And I thought, yeah, I guess. He said, I'll help you financially. Wow. And so we went into it in 1986 um, as partners 50-50 after two months and a $28,000 uh, investment from him. He decided he wasn't getting his money back quick enough. And so he opted to leave out of the business. He gave me a year yeah. and a half to pay him back. And I paid him back in like nine months. And in between that nine months time, I got Michael Jordan as a client. Wow. And the rest was just kind of like history. This is amazing. So, man. So, it sounds so easy, but I'm sure it's not, right? Oh, no, it's not easy. Because it sounds like, oh, my gosh, this just happened. Because you've been doing this for a long time. So, you've been able to sustain yourself and probably thrive in this business. What would you say in those hard times kept you going? So there's a lot of different things that kept me going. Um, and hard times could come in the way of, you know, just not having enough capital because it's hard to get a loan from a bank and you talk about being a designer. They didn't yeah. look at that as a viable um, job. And so I never received a loan from okay. a bank. Wow. And um, actually, my, you know, my loans had to come from, you know, hey, Ma, can I borrow some money from you? Yeah. Or free and hey, can I borrow some money from you? I'll pay you back. Yeah. And I kind of operated, you know, on that process for, I don't know, for, for a while until... You know, money started coming in. Uh, it's it's it was hard to find like you know really good help, good tailors to work for you. Early on in my career, there was a huge um, migration of people from Poland into the United States, mm-hmm. and they used to operate a lot of cleaners. And I went yeah. to the cleaners once, and I, and I was asking the lady, did she know anyone? She's like, yeah. you should try the Polish community. So when I opened up my business, I started with Polish immigrants that had come to the United States who were doing tailoring in their old country. Their skills were amazing. Yeah. I had my doors open for anybody who could come, yeah. you know, who had good skills, but those were the people that showed up. And I didn't care if they spoke English or not because I had one Polish person there who could speak English yeah. and he would translate to the others. And so that's kind of where it started out with like really um, tailors that had impeccable skills yeah. and they know how to put together the product that I wanted, which was a high-end product. I wanted yeah. to do things like leather, I wanted to tailor suits. I wanted to do really wonderful clothing because that's where I would spend all of my paycheck at. I would go to the yeah. stores that had wonderful clothes because that's where my eye was. Yeah, I love that. Man, you're living your dream. <laughs> I mean, I love that. That's what this podcast is all about, maxing out your potential. Like, if you have a goal or a dream, going after that and not stopping until you achieve that. So I love your story. So let's dig a little deeper um, because you, you talked about things happen. It's definitely not easy. You're a cancer survivor. I am. Woo! I'm a 13-year breast cancer survivor. Yes, amazing. So did that happen during the process of you building your business? How did that try to stop you? How did you persevere through all of that? No, so what what happened in my business that put me in a, another light is that um, I was getting a lot of accolades from the news in Chicago because I was doing things for athletes. So, you know, girl from the West Side lines, Michael Jordan as a yeah. client. Yeah, um, awesome. And someone um, 
happened to read that story and they called my showroom. I happened to answer the phone that day and she said, hi, my name is, I don't even remember what her name was. She yeah. said, are you the same girl that had a baby in high school when you went to an alternative school? Wow. And I was like, yeah, it was it to you? Right. <laughs> You're like, hello. And then she's like, no, 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 hold on. She says, I remember you. You won't remember me, but I remember you. And I remember how you, and I've been like following you. Yeah. And I remember how you dressed even at the maternity school. And um, I just want to say congratulations on your, on your success. And I had only been in business probably like, I don't know, maybe like a year and a half. Yeah. She said, and I work. She says, but I'm from the west side of Chicago, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And she said, I work with a, a group of young girls, and they are all teen moms from the age of 11 to 15. I wanted to know, would you come and speak to them to give encouraging words? Nice. And so I told her that I would, when I got off the phone, I thought to myself, I'm a designer now. I'm not going to be um, going back down that road. Because yeah. that was one of the worst times I can remember, yeah, being you don't 15 years be there, old. Yeah. And being pregnant, you just got beat upside the head. It was a really rough time for me. And it was nothing that I really had to bring up. It was something that I always had to, like, go back to because people would see, you know, my 10-year-old son standing next yeah. to me thinking that it was my brother. And I'm yeah. like, no, that's my son. So they would get to add it. So that was the one thing I had. And it always kind of made me feel a little shame. Yeah. But I just kept it moving. And um, actually on the day that I was supposed to go speak to the young girls, which I didn't even remember the date, the phone rang. And it was the young lady saying, you know, just call and make sure that you're coming over. And so I had to at that point, I was like, you know, you got to hold up to your commitment. Yeah. I had no idea what I would say because I didn't plan on going in the first place. And yeah. I really didn't know where, what they could get from me going there. Yeah. I went back to, it was very close to the old neighborhood I grew up in, actually like walking distance from where I grew up at. And I went there and when I went into the room and I saw the young girls, I just started talking, you know, just saying that, um, I, I'm the same as you. I was just like you. And I had yeah. to let them feel comfortable with me first. And um, as I told my story, I found strength in my story. Nice. And the embarrassment that I felt being a teen mom, they clapped when I said I graduated from high school, you know, at age 16. I graduated in three years. When I met, went back to my regular high school, I had so many credits. They were like, you can come out of high school now. I graduated with honors. Yeah. They clapped about that. I never thought about that. All I want to do is get out of high school yeah. so that I could like, you know, you know, do my life. And they just made me feel so special that that weight that I carried on my shoulder, I just felt it like being lifted. And the room was like really filled with um, it was with tears that day. It was wow. it was like something else. And I just felt like I needed to connect and do something. And I said, whoever in this room, if you go back to your regular high school, I'll make your prom dress for you. And um, that's how your and foundation I made a connection, started. And that's exactly how the foundation wow. started. The next day, I got called from. Um, from the Board of Education, from Chicago Public Schools. Uh, we heard that you went to Chicago Public Schools. We heard that you had an amazing story to tell. We have another high school, we wanna know what you come and speak. And so I was on the speaker circuit for that for that first year and it went on for many nice. years after that from people finding out. And it's, wow. every school that I went to, I gave away prom dresses and they started with being alternative schools. And then I just started going to schools and the dresses were given away to girls who want the best or the brightest or the smartest yes, or the lightest and yeah. all in, you know, it was the girl that, you know, or the young man even that, um, you know, they got D's, they hated to go home on the weekend because all hell broke loose, mm -hmm. but they were trying so hard and they were gonna make it. And so that yeah. was a student that I reached out to. Nice. And a couple of executives found out about what I was doing because it did get some yeah. airtime or newspaper time. And uh, I got a check for $1,500 and said, if you start a foundation, I'll help you. Here's $1,500. Right. Don't want it to go to uh, the teen girls, but I was full-figured in high school and couldn't get a beautiful dress. Would you make sure the girls oh, who are wow. full-figured get this? And if you start a foundation, I'll that. help you. So I was like, what's a foundation? 
But I do get to start the foundation. Yeah, you figured it out. Yeah, yeah it's Bates Foundation. Yeah, it's a part yeah. of Bates Foundation, and and I and I did that for a while uh, up until um, 2020 is when I stopped making. Um, prom dresses. You know, yeah. I put my time in. Yeah, I've given yeah. away quite a bit in terms yeah. of prom So you're prom doing something else now, yeah. focusing. That's yeah. amazing. So how important is giving back, do you feel, for the entrepreneur um, to give back to their community or That's to some the cause? only way. That's the only way you get to move forward if you yeah. give back. You can't just hold on to it. you got to like go into it, giving back, knowing that your time is going to end at some point. You want to leave some legacy there. Yeah. You want to have put something back into your community. You want to do a give back. And that was just like automatic, you know, automatic for me. Um, yeah. I know that the prayers of my grandmother, who was like such a giving woman, we would always like send her things down to Mississippi. And I'd call her and say, how did you like the handkerchiefs I sent you? And she'd say, oh, I gave those away to uh, the church. <laughs> You're like, and what? Then, how, what about the money that I sent you? I gave that away. I would tie at the church. And I would tell my mother, I was like, she's going to stop getting gifts from me because she's she giving doesn't it away appreciate them. She gives them away. But that same spirit is what like stepped into me when I gave back to those prom kids. Nice, nice. And so like um you know all along the way I've definitely had like hardships, things that have like knocked me down. In two thousand nine, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and I just thought, how dare could I get breast cancer? I was healthy and never had a toothache. Yeah. But I had the wrong facts about breast cancer. I thought you had to have big breasts. Mm -hmm. I thought only white women got breast cancer, so I was not getting mammograms. Gotcha. And um, after I got diagnosed, I went through treatment, through chemo, and through radiation. And afterwards, I just thought black women need to know how prevalent it is. Because mm -hmm. while I was going through my treatment, there were so many people that I knew, some of the models I work with. Yeah. Um, they came to me saying things like, you know, I'm a three-year survivor, I'm a five-year survivor. Wow. And I was thinking to myself, why didn't you say anything? Yeah, no but some knew. people keep things close to them. I, on the other hand, you never know where your out. help is going to come from. Yeah. So I talk and I spread the news. Yeah. And when I got diagnosed, um, I just, I had just, um, I had just gone through some other things with a young son who had just gotten a horrible, a horrific prison sentence, mm -hmm. and all of it happened in like a five-day period. My okay. son going off to prison, me getting diagnosed with breast cancer. And my business was in disarray because it was the back and forth to court was like way too much. And I couldn't have the nervous breakdown that I wanted to have. I just had to keep it going. I had yeah. people that worked for me. I needed to like stay healthy myself. And so um, I thought that I would fight against mandatory minimum sentencing because my son received an unjust sentence. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say that, yeah, he's guilty of what they said he did, which was nonviolent drug selling. Mm -hmm. um, but the sentence that they gave him had nothing to do with the crime. It was I like see. just too extensive. And so yeah. as, as I began to fight that, then the next week I got diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. So I had to put his fight on hold and then fight the breast Actually, cancer yeah. story. Yeah. And after I, you know, finished with breast cancer, I just thought it was important that women knew how prevalent it was. Yeah. And so I decided to give a fashion show. All the models were breast cancer survivors. Wow, that's we amazing. We raised money. The first 50000 we gave to Northwestern, which is a very prominent hospital. Yes. But I asked that they give it to a hospital in the community, in an indigent community. Mm -hmm. They gave the first 50000 to Mount Sinai. The president of Mount Sinai then came to me and said, if you raise a half a million in five year, years, we'll name uh, a breast imaging center after you and I was like absolutely not the 50,000 was I cried in the bank when we raised the 50,000 yeah. I never even seen 50,000 yeah. I was like so busy so you're like, it was a lot to me so I said yeah, no that's a success. but yeah. at the end of the day I did do it and we oh, raised wow. the money in like wow, four years really? grassroots having the fashion show candy sales breast cancer walks wow and last year uh, the breast imaging center at Sinai was finally like you know put up so look at you congratulations nice that's amazing oh my goodness
these something with a legend. All these things that are amazing, they came with a price. Yeah, yeah. yeah they came with a price. So with all of this, what helped you? Because there's women who are like, oh my gosh, like she went through a lot with her family, your son, my with son your is own home, body. He's thriving. He's like amazing. amazing. He's That's like awesome. Amazing. So this is like a testimony. This is like a for turnaround sure, story. Sure. So, so with this. What helped you just push through? Because some woman might be listening, like, y'all talking about maxing out. I can barely make it through the day. Like, sure. what? give them some inspiration. The inspiration is that you just have to stay faithful. You just have to stay faithful and know that when you're in it, other people can see when you're all the way in it. Mm-hmm. Other people can see when you're all the way in it. And if you open up yourself to let people know what your struggle is, you never know where your help is going to come from. Yes, the most that. unlikely place is where your help will come from. Yeah. With all the social media and stuff that people going on, people are so busy spreading the new shoes that they got or the new outfit they got or yeah. doing the platypus look on the screen and all that. <laughs> <laughs> we need a good, we need another, there needs to be another station or another platform, mm-hmm. uh, you know, without bringing nonsense into it of, yeah. you know, like, um, help me overcome this hurdle or, yeah. you know, how can I, how, can somebody help me get a job? Yeah, yeah. You know, some, some other platform of that, that builds. And, yeah. and I think that, that that's what some of the stuff that social media is actually um, actually missing yeah and so if they say that we you know god knows our end at the beginning i'm going to say that when i had that conversation with him that he gave me a choice mm-hmm. of what i wanted to do you know if you yeah. do this for me then i'll do this for you yeah and so that could possibly be it and i'm one that runs away with stories and imagination and so yeah. that's the story i like to think i love that is that i chose that and i'll go through it and you know kind of like job on the other end mm-hmm. everything got restored and it did my health was restored my business was restored my son is the amen. most amazing awesome. of all sons yeah. yeah that's awesome man we're here with the powerhouse <laughs> ladies we are here with the powerhouse but um man that's amazing so let's well, let's move on because you got all these great stories uh, let's talk back to on the fashion right because because i'm in this beautiful outfit you know so so right now we're going to take a fashion break and we're going to show you some of her amazing fashions and she's going to style me with a few things and then we're going to look at some of her fabrics because what she's saying is her fabric is different it's unique it is high-end it is beautiful it is amazing quality so we have to check this out come on we're gonna do this right now and check it out okay so as you ladies know this is one of her fabulous pieces tell us about this so this is a silk brocade kind of crispy fabric it's three pieces i've got like a nice fitted corset underneath that you could definitely wear without the jacket. You could pair it with all black if this is too much color for you. But since I used it in a fashion show, I thought it needed to be like, wow. So that's why it's so monochromatic and everything just kind of matches. I love this. It's really a nice fit. It's loose, but it still has some sex appeal too. As you guys see a yeah. little of my belly showing, but it's so plastic yes. as well. Sexy doesn't always have to be tight. And exactly. It has a lot. And you can wear it without the jacket or with the jacket. Honestly, I could even get away with wearing this to church. And yeah. I love that. Sure. This is amazing. This is really cute. And going out too. Thank you. I love this, ladies. <laughs> this is leather. This is amazing. Fabulous. This is fabulous. Tell us what this is. This is wonderful. So this is actually leather. Mm-hmm. Leather comes in skins that are shaped just like the animal. So this one takes a little work. You got no math. And so the pattern's been cut out to create this dress that we have here. And then all of what you see on it is actually graffiti done by a young artist who just graduated from Columbia, actually just a couple months ago. And um, it just kind of like symbolizes Chicago, Barbara Bates, women, all of that. Love it, love it, love it. Like pockets on the side. Who doesn't love a dress with pockets? Ladies, get into this look. Yes, I am loving that she has outdone herself with this one. We all love pockets, right, ladies? Okay, we're gonna go to the next one. I 
love this one. It's just all beaded, it's beaded all over. You can wear it easy with jeans or you can dress it up. Definitely all black underneath it makes it really easy. This is really cute, ladies. And if you know me, this is my style. I love the sparkle. <laughs> you need to get one. <laughs> all right, so that's it for our styling. We're going to get back to our interview. Bye. All right, so we know you love that segment because she is fabulous. You see her fabrics are fabulous. Her fashions are fabulous. You're going to have to get in here and get your own because I'm, I'm picking mine, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's just wrap this up. So you are amazing. You, you. you have a great testimony. You have great fashion as we've seen it. I mean, the ladies need to come out. And So where can they, well, before I get to where they can support you or where they can come shop, what is some lasting advice that you give right now for an entrepreneur? Um... I think I have to go back and just quote Nike and say, you just have to do it. Just got to go for it? Yeah, you just have to yeah. do it. Um, I'm living my dream. I did not have all the technical skills that it took to do it, but okay. what I did have was a passion for it. Yeah. It was something that I really, really wanted to do, and there's nothing that could take that away from you once it's something that you just know you want to do. Mm -hmm. You don't mind staying late for it. You don't mind getting up yeah. early for it. And you don't mind sacrificing for it. And there yeah. was a sacrifice that I had. I mean, there were times I didn't get to go to many school games or things that young kids would want their moms to be yeah. at because I was working late trying to bring home the bacon. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, you know, you have to just like have that willpower. You just yeah. have to want it. You just have to really, really want it. Yeah, you had that grit because it sounds like you may have not had all the pieces, but you figured it out. No, I, at working nine to five in the beginning, corporate America definitely helped me with my small business. Yeah. And just how I wanted to treat other people. And at the end of the day, it's so important that you know that it is you that people buy first. Okay, yeah. And then they buy your product. Yeah, So there's true. a lot of other amazing designers that are in the city of Chicago that knew how to do a whole lot more than me. Yeah. But, but they, they fell were in love lacking with you. something. Yeah. Uh, the clients, right? Fell in love with you. Yeah. They did. Yeah, yeah, and I can see why. And I fell in love with them too. Yeah, not yeah. all of them, but <laughs> a few of them. Say <laughs> like a few of them, right? Yeah, no, that's great. So, so okay. So I know you have something coming up Thursday. Tell them about that. What's coming up Thursday? Yeah, so on Thursday we do like a shopping event here at Base Designs. Uh, the, the season is coming up for fall. I'll start okay. working on fall, probably like the end of July. Okay. And so nice. some of the things that are still left on the rack, and some are meaning, not necessarily that you can only wear them in the summer. I like to do transitional things that could be worn all year round. Okay. We'll do like a sale, uh, almost like a sample sale on this. So there'll be things on the rack you can come in ready to wear. Some things are uh, amazingly low price. Some things are in the size that you want. If they're not in the size, some fabrics are still available. So it's just coming in, networking, and fellowshipping with other women. Nice, fun. Um, yeah. Drinking champagne and wine. Yeah, and having a good cookies. time. Yeah, just having a good time and networking and shopping, you know. Supporting yeah. supporting a black designer that supports your city. Yes, yes, yes. So where can they find you? How can they sign up for this event? How can they shop? Tell them all of it. Tell our audience so all of that. So to... So the event is a, a RSVP event where we'd love for you to respond, and you can uh, call us at 312-808-8091. Uh, you can also email us at info at barbarabatesdesigns.com. I have an Instagram, which is Barbara underscore Bates for Instagram. Um, I'm sure that I'm on Facebook, and it's just probably like my name. Uh, so I, I think I think that's probably like it. I know there's some TikTok stuff going on, but I, I don't really know a whole bunch about right, that. Right. So Instagram probably the so easiest. So they can call the or number. Just to Google Barbara Bates, yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm in the South Loop, so just it's, it's come on down into the South Loop. And the RSVP, if your name's not on the list, it's not like we wouldn't let you in. 
it just helps us with knowing, you know, what kind of libations we need to have yeah. Yeah, for people that are going to come in. So okay. the event is yeah, actually next Thursday, which I believe the is the 14th. Okay. The yeah. 13th. The, the 13th. 13th. Okay. And we'll join it from 4 until 7 p.m. Nice. And um, yeah, so just great networking and shopping. Yeah, I do recommend come into the showroom slash boutique, check them out, her designs out, as you guys have already seen them as we've shown some of them. They're fabulous, so it's nothing like being in the place. So you don't want to miss it on Thursday, ladies. Call the number or email her to RSVP. you got to be in this place, be here, or be nowhere, okay? <laughs> so again, um, thank you so much for allowing me to interview you today. It was my I mean, you're just amazing. I mean, y'all, from pleasure. head to toe, she is just a bomb. I love her. And um, as you guys know, you can also follow me at Sharbria Shine at Max Out Girl. Uh, you know, right now we have our Max Out Girl conference. Woo -woo. It is August 19th. Go to Sharbria.com, click Max Out Girl conference to get your tickets, share with your friends. It's going to be a power pack time of empowerment, of fun, of just talking about all the things we need to talk about as women to maximize your potential, our health. Uh, finances, we're going to be talking about healing, wholeness, relationships, maxing out in every area. So you don't want to miss it. Check it out. So again, thank you so much for allowing me to interview you, as I just said, but you're just so amazing. I'm like, come on, fashion. <laughs> so again, um, I hope I said something and encouraged, inspired, and elevated your thinking. And always remember to max out, girl. I'm Sharbria Shine. Talk to you guys next time. Bye, guys.